This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Red Bull and names you can't pronounce. City's Champions League draw is just one shot of vodka away from a university night out. It's the 1st of September. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Adam Howarth. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for Gundogan! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. So then, um, as you noticed, we have multiplied our very own Adam Booker, Adam Squared. Um, welcome, Adam Howarth. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you making your debut, of course. But um, you said before we got recorded, we've we've got all the Ollies, we've got three of them. So it's about time we started adding some more double names to our roster. Welcome, anyway. It's a, it's a delight to have you. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Fantastic stuff. And Adam Booker, if... Uh, is that someone trapped in your cupboard making those noises? It sounds like someone's trying to carve the way out of your wardrobe. It is not uh, young boys of burn trapped in my cupboard that are trying <laughs> to scratch their way out. It is uh, some some housework being done next door. That is the sound is very much leaking into mine. So if it sounds like chaos in the background, it it absolutely is chaos. But I'm happy to have another Adam on. I feel like we have. Um, about 15 different people that contribute to the show and only about four names at this point <laughs> yeah yeah um I'm, I'm excited to see if we can find another amos but I'm, I'm glad you made the young boys joke because i was looking at the introduction when i was drafting it thinking how can i get it in here red bull and young boys i was like it's not worth it i think it's our it. our that... freedom of speech laws are better than yours right so i'll make all of <laughs> yeah. the cancelable jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it to the Noisy Neighbour podcast as well. Um, I think that's probably more their remit. But um, as always, if you are new around here, hit follow, hit subscribe. Please leave a rating and a review. We love hearing back from all of our lovely listeners, all our not-so-lovely listeners, if you've got anything bad to say, uh, we welcome it as well. Um, well, we here, we are, of course, uh, here to speak about the Champions League draw um, that took place yesterday in a very glitz and glamoury Monaco. If you haven't heard by now, City have been drawn against RB Leipzig. I'll try that again. RB Leipzig, Zvenza Zvezda, also known as Red Star Belgrade, and Young Boys, as Adam alluded to. Um, Adam Howarth, then Adam H, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll 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 come up with some form of nickname along the way. I'll I'll start with you. 
RB Leipzig then, they're quickly turning into the Shakhtar next of the modern era. Three seasons in a row now, City would have played them in the Champions League. It is mightily dull, I have to say, to have the same team multiple times in consecutive years. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, you just said it yourself. We're getting awfully familiar with RB Leipzig. Um, and they're fair to say they're not very well liked in their own country. Um, we don't really like playing them because they can be quite annoying, to be honest, especially away from home. We've not beat them yet in two attempts. Um, but there's a few narratives that make that draw a little more exciting than just playing the same team again. You know, you've got Josco Guardio, you've got Danny Armo, who has been heavily linked with a move to City. Um I mean, but to be fair, yeah, they're a very good team. They won the podcast last year, won the Super Cup to start this season. Um, so yeah, it's a tough one. But um, yeah, we we should we're City with the Champions of Europe. We got to expect to beat teams like that, really. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Um, it is by far and away the hardest game in the group. Obviously, RB Leipzig coming out as the pot two seed, but um, OG Adam, it. it I'm, 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 I feel like this is, and we'll get to the other two teams because City have never played them before, or at least not in the Champions League. I feel like this is part of the reason why a lot of people switch off from this competition because you're getting the same teams over and over again. Obviously, this is the last year of the Champions League group stage, which is you know somewhat emotional because I'm, I'm sure we all grew up with that being the format. I know older listeners would have had it as the the straight knockout European Cup, but. I'm just starting to feel like it's a little bit repetitive. We've had it with Shakhtar. We've now got it with RB Leipzig. A bit of variety each year wouldn't be nice. I'm not. I don't know if you can say you have teams you can't draw against them in consecutive group stages. I don't. I don't know if that'd work or if it would make things more complicated. But it's just a bit of a meh draw on the surface, anyway. Yeah, I think we're also at the point in the club's trajectory now where you expect to get out of any group, and so the the amount of groups that are considered meh groups are just going to get larger and larger at this point. Um, I think we're probably at the point now where it's just trying to think about what are fun teams to play against at this point and RB Leipzig or not, you know, it'd it'd be great. Obviously you and I went to the, um, the Leipzig game in the knockout round together last year at the Etihad and it would be great to have a bit of, you know, German football experience, but they're not a real German football experience. They're not a real anything. Um, I was going to say they're not a real football experience. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I do still expect Leipzig to give City a game. Um, Like Adam said, every time we've gone there, it's not been a good showing from City. You know, you can think back to Kyle Walker's um, incredulous red card, one of the dumbest decisions he's made since since Bramall Lane this past weekend. Um, and oh, I thought you were going to say it since he went out in Wilmslow. <laughs> I'm going to hold my tongue there. Um, but um, yeah, I, I still expect Leipzig to give City a game. They're one of those teams that is a bit of a chaotic team year on year. They they have great games. They have horrendous games. You know, if you watch them them play in the German Super Cup, they absolutely ripped Bayern to shred of shreds a few weeks ago. And I don't think. Maybe they have one win in their first few Bundesliga games up to this point. So yeah, correct. Uh, one from two. 
yeah, they're they're pretty helter skelter. But on their night, they'll, they'll give City a game. That's for sure. Yeah, um, we'll we'll delve in then if we can, because I think it's probably the only player analysis we can really do on City's group stage opponents. I mean, I, I'm not really familiar with the the Savenzas, the Vestas, uh, the best players, and what to expect from them tactically. I'm sure as the games get closer, we can we can do a little bit more research. But just straight off the bat, they're a team that obviously we're very familiar with, and that obviously Howarth allows us to make some judgments based on the players. You mentioned his name, Danny Olmo. He scored a hat trick again. By Munich in that Super Cup um, a couple of weeks ago, but you know that they're a squad who I think quietly have built up quite a lot of talent. I think some people are already suggesting it's going to be six wins from six, but just looking at some of the names in the in the squad, obviously Olmo is the standout figure, but they've still got uh, uh, the likes of Timo Werner as well. Obviously, uh, uh, accustomed to the Premier League uh, fans, Benjamin Sesko is a striker who's just signed. He's a fantastic player. He's come across from their sister club in Salzburg. David Raum, he's another player. Xavi Simmons, obviously a, a young lad uh, on loan from PSG. That's a, a pretty talented crop of players, and, and I reckon they could certainly cause City some problems if they get it going. Probably more likely at home. As you said, it's a difficult place City have experienced that. Maybe less likely away, given the way they set up and, and how expansive they play football. But I'm not sure this is the walkover that a lot of people are expecting. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think despite them losing Guardiola and Dominic Sabasly, uh, in one window, they still kind of expected in Germany to get top four again, potentially top three. I know Chabi Alonso's Leverkusen are well fancied, but Dortmund aren't having a great summer. And Leipzig are just, they've, they're just one of those well run clubs. I mean, you alluded to the sister club Salzburg there. They've got their own system. People have their opinions on it. Um, but there's one thing it can't be denied that it does get results and they get, they've got a philosophy of getting young players, like you said, Xavi Simmons, Benjamin Sesco. Um, David Raum, great left back. Uh, they've got a very good team, and yeah, they play energetic football, and yeah, they they can be good to watch. Marco Rose plays some good stuff. So when they come to the Etihad, I mean, you you see our European record at the Etihad last year, and you know there's only going to be one winner. But at the Red Bull Arena, depending on where the fixtures come, I mean, if it's towards the the end and it's a dead rubber, it might just be the same as when Walker hacked down Andre Silva, but. Um, yeah, I think it'll be the most interesting game out of the groups. But yeah, I'd still back City to get it done. Yeah, I think we're at that stage now, aren't we? Where the Etihad Stadium, and again, sort of under the radar, has turned into this imperious arena of European football. I think it was Marca after the Real Madrid uh, semi-final last season said it was the hardest place to go in Europe or something along those lines. But um, Adam, uh, Booker, that is... Uh, it's the the they can be a fun team. Um, I personally, and you know, you you and I share this opinion. Don't really like what they stand for, but as Howarth lose to there, they are they, they re- regenerate almost Doctor Who like when one one version of the club dies, they they spring up again. And um, I I think it, it it could be a really difficult test. Say for example, we go away to them in 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 one of the first two matches of the group stage campaign, for example, who knows, maybe even slip to a defeat, suddenly those other games down the line do hold some more importance. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right about them kind of constantly regenerating. And it's worth mentioning that obviously the kind of two football groups at the forefront of the, the football group era are CFG and, and the Red Bull group, but they're run wildly differently. 
Um, you know, Red Bull are very much a conveyor belt. You know, there are many players, coaches, even physios and and the like that start in New York or New Jersey for those who live here. They don't actually play in New York. Um, that work their way up through Salzburg all the way up to Leipzig. So they actually are a conveyor belt from from top to bottom of not just players, but ideas and culture. Um, but yeah, they if City have to go to to Leipzig needing a result, um, absolutely anything could happen. Um, and like you said, if you need a result and don't get it in Leipzig, then suddenly going to Bern, going to Belgrade, adds that little bit more of pressure and and those aren't necessarily easy places to go from a footballing point of view they might be but you know there's no, there's no belgrade away in in um in the premier league you know there's there's maybe some some atmospheres close to to young boys of burn but um if you go to those places needing a big result and if those clubs can get something out of the game as well if it's not a dead rubber for them then you know anything could happen i'm just laughing at the thought of comparing the Vitality Stadium with the... Uh, <laughs> it was in my head as well as the Vitality Stadium. <laughs> um, the Officially the smallest uh, stadium in the in the Premier League after Luton. Had a mini expansion. But yeah, I'll, I'll be Leipzig. And, and they're always fun, fun matches. They're, they're, they're a team who sort of stick by the principles. And we could, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago, we had the 6-3 uh, when Nkunku sort of ran riot and um, Jack Grealish scored a wonderful goal. I'm trying to think, Riyad Mahrez probably got one in that game as well obviously uh, uh, that was a couple of seasons ago so we'll have to wait and see 7-0 last year as we all know on the run to the Champions League win but um, file it under the hardest game in the group file it under probably one of the weakest teams in pot two it, it, it's been one of them draws hasn't it Adam Howarth because I think you're looking at the rest of those two teams uh, Red Star Belgrade and Young Boys it isn't a group that commands that much quality and City really from those two games should be looking at 12 points. Let's start with Red Star Belgrade. They've won each of the last six Serbian titles. I think it's said on the broadcast that they are the first Serbian team ever to qualify for the group um, via not having to do qualifiers. Um, obviously, they've, they've been in the Champions League before. They've actually won the competition going back into the 90s. But... What do you expect from this one? And this is a really tough question on on your debut because it is a, it is it is one that I'm, I'm not quite sure even the most ardent lovers of European football will be sat there each weekend watching the uh, the Serbia Pro League, I think it is, or the Serbian Super League. Um, I've been to Belgrade though; it's an absolutely wonderful, crazy, magical place. I might look at going back for this game. But in terms of the football, is there anything you want to bring to the table? Um, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, yeah, like you say, it's not the not the ideal team. When I was looking at the draw, I get ready for this podcast. I was the one team in part three. I was thinking, wouldn't have a lot to say about them, but um, mm. I did. I, I looked. To, I delved a little bit deeper, just below the. Oh, we love absolutely it. Absolutely nothing. We love it. You're here to I make knew. an impression. That's what we like. <laughs> um, don't be expecting it. I don't know anything about the tactical style or <laughs> any of their squad, but I do know that they've they got to, this. Is their first group stage appearance in four years, and then back then that was their second straight. Both years they played, played against an English team in the groups. It was Spurs who beat them 9 0 in aggregate over two games. And before that, it was Liverpool. And if you remember that year, the year Liverpool won the Champions League, they lost all three away games in the groups and Red Star beat them. I think it said 2 um, 0. Mm. So I think, I think that's the point that you have to mention when you know as little as most casual, well, even just most English football fans do about 
the Savannah Svesda, how we Red Star Belgrade, whatever they're called, really. Um, it's the fans. It's the it's that Eastern European atmosphere that you can't really find anywhere else. I mean, you see Germany and Spain; they've all got their own good atmospheres. But I think Eastern Europe. I mean, it's a good job we didn't get mm. Galatasaray. That was that on another level. But um, <laughs> the Belgrade, I know, will be an intense game. Um, so I think that away game will be the only one where there's a few questions. But at home, you you gotta be hoping for a four 0 five 0 But um, yeah, like you say, there's not much to go off. But they did win the league unbeaten last season. That's an extra thing by twenty two points. <laughs> not bad. Well, if if you wanted to know really anything about Red Star Belgrade and what city you're up against, in if you type their name into Google, at least on my computer, the top five suggested images. One of them is Thogden. So that's what we're working with here. <laughs> uh, a behemoth of European football, uh, Mr. Fogden. Um, yeah, they're, they're a team who I, I think any football manager um, players out there and, and ardent football manager players would have at one point delved into a Serbian save. And, and I did for one season. It was actually with their, the rivals, Partizan. And much like um, Zvenza Zvezda last year, in the one season I had with him, I went unbeaten. So they are playing against, and, and I mean this with the utmost respect, although that is probably not, not quite accurate. They're playing against nobodies. Each week they're playing against nobodies. It seems like Novi Pazar and Madlos Lushani and Biakia Top Topola and, and having been through Serbia on a train ride before, it, it isn't the sort of it isn't uh, dripping with the best quality footballing experience you can imagine until you go into the terraces and it is unbelievable. Um, and, and I think anyone that does get the opportunity to go out there will have an incredible time because the city itself, uh, is, I keep hanging on about it, it's, it's one of the best I've been to. Um, but from a footballing point of view, yeah, perhaps not. I, I think in terms of players that people might be able to recognise, the, the centre-back, Alexander Dragovic, once of Leicester City, and, and I mean once, I think he must have played about 20 games or something like that, other than that, we're not really working with much. However, the goalkeeper is called Omri Glazer. So um there's a, a slight connection, I guess, with our well, not so not so local neighbours um across the Greater Manchester divide. But yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I think yeah, the, the main narrative there is probably the fans, as we've touched upon. And 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 that leads nicely then, Adam Buck, uh, onto young boys and um we mentioned it before. It's impossible not to make jokes about uh, jokes about him, but it's even funnier the fact the stadium's called the Wankdorf. It, it, they are just the most most memeable football club, maybe behind Tottenham Hotspur in European football. Yeah, like I said earlier, I, I probably am going to make all the cancelable jokes, but it's almost like such low hanging fruit. I don't even, I can't even think of a joke about Wankdorfing young boys. There's something, you know. There's, I don't want to think about. I don't want to think about low hanging there, fruit and and young boys. I'll ha- I mean, that is going too far. When when we're done with this podcast, I'll get the yellow legal pad out and I'll write out as many <laughs> puns as I can think of. Um, but no, from a footballing point of view, I mean, it's it's not really any different than than Red Star at the end of the day. Um, you know, from a footballing point of view, it, it won't be the toughest task that City are going to face this season. That's for sure. Um, but going there, needing a result. Um, it's kind of a cliche, I guess, in European football, but if you go there and need a result and they have something to play for, then then who knows what could happen. Um, 
from a player point of view, I'll have to hand that off to literally anybody else. <laughs> Um, yeah, as as Adam Howarth does his next spiel, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and club it together someone that may have been recognised. But um, they they were a team who recently played Manchester United, speaking to them, and, and actually won. So much like uh, uh, Red Star and Liverpool, they have history of beating European teams. Um, it was a couple of seasons ago. Ronaldo opened the scoring for United. Wambasaka got sent off, and then two second half goals, including a 95th minute one, gave young boys a two one win. So. So I guess, Adam, they're, they're a team who, again, can cause problems on their day. The test will be, though, how often will that day come? Yeah, I mean, it's worth adding just for some extra um, Burton points that Young Boys only got five points in that group stage campaign and four of them were from Manchester United. <laughs> um, so they'll have fond memories of Manchester, well, of Greater Manchester, um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think there's, like you said, there's not much to add there either. But um, we did last time we played a Swiss team was Basel in 2018 in the round mm. of 16. We we stomped a victory away and then lost at home in a bit of a bit of a dampener. That's one of the probably one of our last most recent home losses in Europe before well, Leon. Was that and... Phil Foden's first start? I seem to remember or, or something, something like that. Lines. It was obviously yeah, yeah 2017-18, maybe one of the Carabao Cup games, but it, it feels like it was yeah, around he, that time. He played, he a, he played away to Shakhtar, maybe. Well, no, he played in a, he played in a league league or <laughs> yeah. FA Cup game away from home. It was a ground that had a parking lot behind the goal. That was the year after, wasn't it? Stand. Oxford. Yeah, that was the year after because it was that garish, yeah, that yeah, purple right. and yeah. orange stripe, uh, orange sash kit. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it tells us what what the, <laughs> what there is to say about young boys at this stage. The fact we've moved on to Phil Foden's uh, Phil Foden's debut against a team that isn't even in in City's group. But um, yeah, my. My search for a player of no it isn't really rendering much. I success. have one reference because we do have a lot of American listeners. Jordan Pifok played for Young Boys up until he moved to Union Berlin last season, who is an American international, famed for missing a sitter at the Azteca when we could have uh, beat Mexico away for the first time in ages and ages and ages. So hopefully, he does the same thing at the uh, at the Etihad. We've got a former United well, right back as well. I think Saidi Yanko. Played for their youth team. Played, moved Sidi to Young Boys this Yanka. summer. Made six appearances. Oh, in January, sorry. I tell you what. I think I, the neighbor is about, in my boots. I, I know much about the guy. <laughs> he has got a career path I don't think I'd wish upon my harshest of enemies. Manchester United, Bolton Wanderers, Celtic Barnsley, St. Etienne, Porto, Nottingham Forest, Young Boys, Real Valladolid, VFL Bochum, and then back to Young Boys. I mean, it sounds like the sort of journeys I do for some of these European aways, just to make sure the costs don't go up too high. But um, that is fair play to him. That, that, that is some career path. But yeah, um, Adam Howarth, anything to add on Young Boys before we, we sort of move on to the wider Champions League group? Anything to add on City's group in general um, early predictions I reckon City probably finished top it would be pretty remarkable if they didn't um, well I think it's worth pointing out that Young Boys also won the league by 16 points last year um, like you say the bottom line is City should be top in the group with you'd like to think 15 points at least 16 um, but all these all these teams well the other pot 3 and pot 4 teams champions of their own country Leipzig a very good team as we know so they, they've all got into this competition off their own merit, so they deserve a level of respect. But when you compare it to 
city who who's like whose knowledge and experience of Europe has just grown and evolved over the years, none more so than last year to win in Istanbul. You like like we said, you, you know, they you can't any even the most pessimistic city fan wouldn't think that um City are getting knocked out here. So yeah, you'd have to put mm. all your eggs in the city basket. Yeah, certainly. Um, finally, on Young Boys, Cedric Itton. Um, he's popped up. Apparently, he's still at Young Boys. He played for Rangers. Um, now, that is a name and a player I am familiar with. Centre forward, although not for his goal-scoring exploits. Um, Adam, I think Adam Booker, that is. I think Adam Howarth is spot on in the sense that maybe a couple of years ago, we're looking at Leipzig and we're going, oh, maybe they could sneak in and finish top. We're looking at Red Star and we're going, that's going to be difficult. Can we go away? Do we have the experience in Europe? But at this stage, as European champions, it's probably the other way around now, where previously teams would have been looking at the games against City going, that's an opportunity. City in Europe, we know what they can um, what they can offer. I think now they're probably going to be quivering in their boots, so to speak, in terms of what um, what, what what City will do to them um, in the group stage. Well, yeah, and it's, it's all about kind of collective confidence, isn't it? You know, Pep, when he first came into the club, was always banging on about how the teams that are perennially in the the final and the semifinals, your Real Madrid's, Barcelona's, Bayern Munich's, they have a history. They have an understanding of the competition. They they understand what it takes to to do well in the competition. And I think City probably in the last two or three seasons are finally starting to to come around with that. And I think we probably saw it the most last season, obviously, as they went on to win it. But the fact that they turned into this solid defensive team that picked their moments to win games and trying instead of trying to play perfect football to win the competition. And um, I think we're just now at the stage where the confidence in, in the entire club from top to bottom in the competition is just at its all time high at, at its peak. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of a wave that the the team just has to continue to ride. Yeah, certainly. Um, there, there's enough intrigue, I guess, that we, when the games come around, those those ties will provide plenty of excitement, hopefully plenty of goals, and maybe even a Calvin Phillips appearance, although I'm not banking on it. Um, that'll do for part one. Stick around after this short break. We'll be back to discuss more about the Champions League group stage draw. The NFL is here, and it's all about the sweet offers from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FIELDGOAL to sign up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back to the City Report podcast, the final segment of another busy week. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to the four other shows. We started it off by reviewing the Sheffield United game, a little bit of analysis across both of the first two days there. Then we had a look at Fulham. Obviously, that game's coming tomorrow. We reviewed the transfer window on yesterday's show. And then 
here you are listening to the group stage review. Um, Adam Howarth, then, we'll, we'll sort of start to delve a little bit deeper into the other part of the Champions League group stage draw. But, but first of all, do you think, on a whole, it's, and, and, and I'm, I'm skeptical how I word this, but do you think it's better if you have a weaker, in inverted commas, group for City? Obviously, I think most people would say this is a, a more than favourable draw. Or do you think sometimes it can help to have one of the bigger boys in the group stage? Obviously, you get the benefit of of not only not having to play them in the knockout stage if you progress, but also it sort of keeps your mind focused in that Champions League um, sort of mould and mentality. I'm looking at some of the pot two names there, Borussia Dortmund, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, etc. Do you think City would have perhaps maybe liked one of those bigger boys in the in the group stage? Or do you think it doesn't actually matter? Uh, yeah, I think that's one thing that crossed my mind as the draw was taking place that people used to say this when City were battling for a European trophy. We getting we used to get accused of the easy draws, and we were all thinking, oh, "Yeah, an easy draws, uh, an easy draws, obviously very useful." But then, like when we started getting harder draws, that's when people started to realize that you do need to you do need those games to build your experience at, of European football at the highest level. Um, obviously, now we've won it, so that experience is there anyway. Um, and the groups with such a weak group. Um, obviously res- respect where it's due but for such a weak group that we should have the chance to play the likes of James McAtee Oscar Bob maybe Calvin Phillips um, but yeah I think last year for example we didn't even have that tougher group Dortmund, Sevilla, Copenhagen and we didn't we didn't really have a big boy there and Borussia Dortmund are a massive club don't get me wrong but in terms of the quality of team we didn't actually have a really tough group at all last year and we were still fine Um then we did get a mammoth <laughs> knockout run. So, yeah, it's all relative, really. But um, it would have been nice to play someone a bit more challenging just just to spice it up a bit. But I'm sure you, you take what you're given. And when you handed out a group like this, you got to take the opportunity to what it is. Like you com- your players build confidence and, um, like I said, get some of the fringe players on the fringe of the squad, give them a chance to make an impression on the European stage. So, yeah, I think... It's a it's a nice group for City, certainly. I think one thing that's kind of important that probably hasn't been mentioned yet is the fact that City have such a thin squad, and this potentially takes a lot of relief off the off of the winter period, which, as we know, is is the worst for a big six Premier League club. I mean, you're playing what Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Sunday, Tuesday, Sunday, or whatever for you know weeks on end in that that Christmas period. Um, so to have potentially some dead rubbers if you can win your first few games and wrap up the group pretty quickly or at least wrap up qualification to potentially have some dead rubbers in December uh, is really, really helpful. Um, and and with what Adam said on the easy draw, and I find it really funny that City are now profiting off of a world that the likes of Arsenal – Liverpool, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona created in which they they created this world of a revolving door of money, success, money, success, money, success that put them on this unreachable pedestal. Um, and now City are profiting off of that more than most. And and who is it that are popping their little heads out of the molehills? Uh, it's those clubs that are complaining about the easy draws and the fact that teams at the top are coasting because they have all the money and all the success. So um you made your bed, you fell out of it, deal with it. 
do, do you think Manchester United would have enough money to make a bed? I mean, they've just had a two million pound loan bid rejected for Sofiane Amrabat, so I, I think they're probably on a mattress on the floor. Yeah, they, yes, it would be the classic. Um, you see online girls saying like, "Why do guys just have a chair and a table and a TV?" <laughs> That's that would be United's bedroom that they, they've just got a chair, an Xbox, yeah. and a bunch of Taco Bell bags littered on the floor yeah with a leak coming through the roof as well no doubt um yeah i totally agree i think as well uh it's different this year because obviously the club world cup is happening um this side of christmas just about i think it's like the 21st is the final should city make it so certainly maybe in in other years i have agreed i remember psg uh, in the group stage a couple years ago i think that really sort of fine-tuned city for the later stages um dortmund you know they were they were difficult games that it was it was a decent test um but yeah maybe maybe this year with the squad issues with the club world cup it does help having an easier group um okay let's start to look at some of the other groups quickly then before we get out of here i want to i'm i'm sort of attracted straight away like a, a moth to a flame sevilla arsenal psv lens group b has to be the most europa league group stage of all time adam booker that, that is just I mean, it's not really European heritage, is it? Obviously, Sevilla have won quite a few Europa Leagues. PSV have won a Champions League in the past. Arsenal uh, yet to taste European glory in the in the most Premier competition. But that I'm I'm convinced that is a, a screenshot from a Europa League group stage of about two years ago. I mean, the good news for those people who don't like Arsenal Football Club, I would I'd probably put us on that list. Um, they don't tend to do well in the Europa League, so. Potentially, they don't make it out of the group. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Adam Howarth, is there any other groups there that are sort of taking your fancy a little bit? Bayern United is is probably the tastiest time. Napoli, Real Madrid. I, I, I'm looking through it, and this is probably indicative F. of the... Yeah, great shout. Yeah, Group F is, is probably the group of death. But aside from that, it's probably indicative of the state of European football. There isn't a lot of quality flowing across it until you reach Group F, Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, AC Milan, and then Newcastle United, of course. Yeah, that's that's by far the best group, the strongest group. This this old football heritage, all these absolute, uh, what's the word? Um, stalwarts of European football mm. and the, these great grounds, you know, part the Prince Signal, Duna Park, San Siro, St James's Park, and I think <laughs> all of Newcastle's hope because all the English teams got a pretty favourable draw apart from Newcastle. And I think mm. all their hopes rely on them being able to turn up at St James's Park because when that ground gets going, every team will struggle there. And I think some of the some of those clubs in Europe who they've got in that group, those massive clubs of each of their own countries respectively, they won't know what to expect. They won't be ready. They won't they won't know what St James's Park mm. can be like, like like us English fans do. Um so I just that's I'm in a in a sense I'm looking forward to that more than I'm looking forward to City's group just to see how Newcastle do <laughs> yeah. because it's just fascinating seeing and for a moment when the draw went started going, like got going, I've seen all these big teams, I was I had to just do a double take for a minute because I was like Newcastle are in with all these teams. It's going to be weird to get used mm. to, but as a, from a from a from an oil club perspective, <laughs> long may it continue. 
Yeah, um, yeah, certainly. Paris Saint-Germain versus Newcastle is one that will sure get the narrative juices flowing. Um, Adam, I actually see, Adam Booker, I actually see um, Newcastle getting through that. I think my, my hot take for the Champions League group stage would be Paris Saint-Germain to the Europa League. Here we go. Well, I mean, it's worth mentioning that that PSG, well, they started last season with a front three of Mbappe, Messi and Neymar. And up until Mbappe kind of um, worked his way back into the team in the last few weeks, that was replaced by Marco Asensio, Gonzalo Ramos and Usman Dembele. So th- they absolutely have had a bit of a fall from grace. Um, yeah, you could see Newcastle getting out of it potentially. Um, St. James's Park is going to be electric for all of those games um but it it is kind of makes me think back to when city first broke into the competition in the early 2010s um you know there was the two seasons in a row in which they didn't get out of the group and um it kind of felt like we were stuck in this world where we couldn't get any sort of you know heritage in the competition because we had broken in with the money and um we were getting these tough groups you know i can think about uh, Borussia Dortmund coming and, and dismantling City at the Etihad. Um, but I don't know. That that group is a bit of it, – it's it's footballing giants, but if you actually look at the squads, it's not necessarily the highest level of football across the board. Um, but it's going to be some fantastic games, that's for sure. I mean, looking around at the rest of the groups, I think looking at United's group – when when they when they got Bayern, I thought, oh, this could be a really tough group, and then Copenhagen comes in. But Adam mentioned earlier, Galatasaray is always a horrendous place to go in the Champions League. Um, so you know, if they can snatch a point at home or even a win at home against United, and they lose both their games to Bayern, maybe United is also joining uh, Liverpool in, in the Europa League. So um, yeah, there are definitely some interesting groups. I think go back to it. The one reason I'm I'm a little bit pissed off that City's group is so easy is the fact that Europa League final is in Dublin this year, and I was on my knees for City to get an impossible group. So we go on and win the Europa League in Dublin. Um, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Okay, we'll we'll finish then with um, give me a Champions League group stage hot take. Then Adam Booker, let's start with you. Um, any sort of wild storylines you see coming out of this year's group stage? I think after all the hoobla of Arsenal's group being easy, I don't think they get out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear me, get the fire extinguisher out. Um, Adam Howarth, are you you up in that Arsenal don't get out of the group? I see see where he's coming from, to be honest. I mean, Sevilla and PSV, even Lons had a good year in France last year so they're not easy teams as much as the Europa League group but the Sevilla caused us a few problems as we forget in the Super Cup so uh, and with Arsenal's inexperience in the Premier League do they have it in Europe I'm not sure so I could probably get behind that claim but I think when push comes to shove we'll just be seeing the inevitable like Saka penalty at the half an hour mark at the um, at the Phillips Stadion and then we'll all be we'll all know that Arsenal are getting through so yeah it's I'm not expecting many surprises there I would like um, Union Berlin to go through. I think I don't know if it's such a hot take, but I think having watched a bit of them in the Bundesliga, the, to think where they came from the third division and they just rose up like almost like NFM where they've gone through each league, 
each European competition to fight to the Champions League. They've got Robin Gosens in, which is a great coup for them. Um, Napoli, Real Madrid, two massive teams, really tough. But at, at, at the at the um, at their home stadium, it's good atmosphere. You, you never know. You never know. Mm. Yeah, I do have a, a soft spot for Union Berlin, and um, I think I saw today Benucci is heading there, which yeah, is just yeah. wild. I, I can I can imagine he's seen the the clips of Burkheim on TikTok and has thought, you know what, well, I'm <laughs> going to have that go. He's, he's he's not going to play football. He's just going to go and try and get into Burkheim for like. 16 weekends in in a row um but guys we'll call it a day there if you haven't already as always hit follow hit subscribe adam howarth fantastic debut um hopefully it isn't gonna follow up in the shoes of mangala's second appearance on <laughs> you next on but it's been it's been a pleasure to have you around thank you very much hopefully i'll be more of a uh, sergio aguero i'll just continue to blossom <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sergio Gomez then, in which no. case we'd have never seen you again. <laughs> um, Adam Booker, this isn't your debut. We must be going on for like 150 appearances by now. We'll, we'll get the testimonial soon, but um, enjoyed that. Nice one. Yeah, it was great. If, if we're making the player comparisons, I think I'm the Calvin Phillips. I'm just here because I spent, you know, <laughs> I, I cost a lot of money and now I'm just sticking around even though nobody wants me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's not right. That's He'll do not well to get 150 right. appearances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe by the year. To be fair, we're. Um, I know right now I'm going to get stick for that comment, but everyone knows <laughs> that I on this podcast constantly bang on about Calvin Phillips playing more football. So I'm going to go ahead and correct myself right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you do that. Good goodbye, goodbye. Maybe you guys um, do right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right okay that is it that is that is it i'm calling a day like a teacher um enjoy your weekend guys we'll be back on monday until next time see you later Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.